It's time for episode number seven of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about the crepes we made last week, and then we play another thrilling round of Time Machine Precipe Your Luck, courtesy of some former Serious Eats weekly email. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. How y'all doing this week? I always ask that like they can respond. They can't. (laughs) I don't care. I still do it. It's a one-way medium. Thank you for telling me that. I was unaware. <laughs> so this week, one of my uh, one of my Facebook friends asked about a diet plan that maybe she could start, where people have had su- that people have had success with. She said she didn't want anything super radical, no surgeries, nothing where she would feel deprived. Okay. You know, she she set some appropriate limits, so that's good. She knew what she was willing to do and what she wasn't. That's good. People answered this and that. I, of course, pitched intuitive eating, a concept that's just too radical for her right now. Someone else said that she had gone gluten-free, dairy-free, and sugar-free, but yet never feels deprived. I don't want to yuck someone else's yum or tell them how to live their life. People get to make their own food choices. My concern with limiting food to such an extreme degree is that it can lead to social isolation, because so much of our socialization as humans is done during meal times. You know, you grab a lunch with a colleague, uh, family meals, weddings, Christmas, holiday. All it's all about food. Yep. It's all about sharing food and socializing. It's not about the food. It's about the socialization. But the food is kind of the premise of the socialization. But also, the rigidity of that plan might feel confining and ultimately self-defeating, you know, with a binge uh, deprivation cycle where she ultimately just never really feels comfortable with her choices. I mean, again, her decision. But I know that in the intuitive eating world, it's not, you know, anytime you're you're cutting out a whole swath of food, you need to look at the reasons why. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. Yeah, what do you think, Ian? Could you cut out um, gluten, dairy, and sugar? <laughs> I already know the answer. Yeah, but no, none of those three are ones that would be very easy for me to give up at all. Yeah, we have some strawberry pretzel salad in the fridge. I think violates all three of those <laughs> at once. So some um, people have gotten so radical on the sugar-free concept, they don't even allow themselves to have fruit. That's how far the sugar-free notion is being carried by some people. Yeah, and you know, I you know, again, if you want to if you want to limit the 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 processed refined sugar, find out, you know, I kind of get that, I guess, but but yeah, once you're talking about fruit, I think you've really kind of lost sight of what's actually important. I think you've lost sight of a certain amount of reality and there's always pushing for this more and more radical way to do things, uh, to eat. And, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think the social isolation, social isolation is possibly worse. I work, um, at a day hospital sometimes and, most of the patients go across the street to the cafeteria to eat, but some who are on very limited diets don't, and they miss out because part of that recovery is you know, people going through depression are often isolate, and so part of the recovery is that communal time 
over lunch because the groups are all very dedicated to deep and difficult topics and lunch is lighter and more fun yeah so anyway moving on moving on to our meal our listeners chose the chicken piccata which i wouldn't mind revisiting at some point but we went a different way ian can you remind us what we made we made the french crepes with ham cheese and eggs a classy take on breakfast for dinner Wrapping eggs and cheese in a crepe delivers melted cheese and a runny golden yolk. Oh, and it only takes 20 minutes. So where did we buy the ingredients? This week I shopped at Kroger. Uh, It was more convenient for my schedule, and I remain entirely mystified by the 1,200 different types of ham at Central Market. (laughs) Um, How did we deviate from the recipe? For the first time ever, we did not deviate purposefully other than the chives. Although I confess to not measuring the cheese before bef- the cheese in the crepe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which we had some uneven cheesy stuff. Yeah. Um, how long did it take? It was real quick. Um, like, it was about the 20 minutes that was suggested wow. in the recipe. Um, how was the cleanup? Super duper easy because it was just the... I made the... Um, the recipe suggested making the crepes in a blender. I made them in a bowl with the hand blender. I don't know why. I always think the hand blender is going to be easier to clean. I don't know if it is or not. Uh, so there was that bowl, and then it was our plates, of course, and two two um, nonstick skillets, which they're pretty new, so they clean up so easy. It makes me so happy. <laughs> Uh, leftover potential? Well, according to the recipe, you can make the crepes ahead of time, so you might be able to have the crepes the next day. I don't know if I'd want to eat cold eggs. I'm not a cold egg. I don't want to eat a cold over easy egg. Oh, I also finally, I'm not over easy, sunny side up. I also watched the very handy video on how to make sunny side up eggs, and now I know how to do that, which I always got, um, the whites always took so long to cook when I made them before that I'd always end up flipping it over, go um, over easy. So I'm just excited to have a new egg style in my arsenal because eggs are the best food ever. I was going to say a wordy dirt, but I pulled up from the wordy dirt. Okay. All right. So what were the results? Well, what did you think, Ian? I enjoyed them. I thought they were really good. Um, You know, ham and eggs, obviously you can't really go wrong there. The crepes were nice. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, really the the only thing I might change is I we went with, uh, so the recipe recommended Gruyere for the cheese, mm-hmm. and we didn't put a ton of it on there. I think I would rather go with something more in a uh, Colby Jack or even straight Monterey Jack mold and probably put more cheese on mine. Well, you know, I was just reading over the recipe to see where I deviated, and you were supposed to put like an ounce of cheese per crepe, and that probably would have been more enjoyable. I didn't put oh, yeah. near that much. Yeah, no, we didn't. I was, because um, I didn't know what I was doing of always, because, you know, new recipe, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I think, but, I, yeah, changing up the cheese or making it bacon instead of ham, although we okay. eat a lot of bacon already. and Adam did yeah. kind of ruin bacon for me on the Adam Ruins Bacon episode. You know, that's so funny, because I just feel like uh, <laughs> I that episode... I. I love that show, I, and I know the episode to which you're referring, mm-hmm. but it, he didn't really ruin bacon for me. I just That one, I just feel more educated about bacon, but it hasn't changed okay. my desire to eat bacon at all. It, it's changed. Well, that's a whole separate thing. That's a whole okay. separate bacon 
we could do a whole podcast on bacon. Um, I was surprised. Well, looking, uh, like I said, I was looking back over the recipe and I was glad to see that four crepes was a meal for two people. I was really worried that he thought that one, one crepe would be enough for a meal, which right. it would not be. Yeah. Yeah. Two is definitely, I think the appropriate yeah. serving size. There. I was more filled up than I thought I would be. I don't know why I didn't think that would I, be enough food, but I was just like, this is not going to be enough food. Yeah. It was I, yeah. I, that's one of those for me. I probably could, I certainly could have eaten one more. I could have eaten three, but two was okay. Oh yeah. yeah. We had yummy peaches with it too. Oh, that's true. Those peaches were good. They were good. Yeah, I, summertime. Go get yourself a peach. <laughs> I was not great at making the little packet. I think I only successfully made it once, which is the one that will be in the um, photo album on Facebook. <laughs> but, you know, I think anything like that takes practice. I, sure. My crepes weren't the most even things in the world either, but they were still yummy and they looked like the picture. So I thought winner. your crepes were actually pretty good. I well, thought... I don't think they, they weren't consistently... Their thickness wasn't very consistent. Oh, I don't okay. think that much matter. I mean, no. I don't care. No, they were yummy. That's all that really matters. They were yummy. And uh, I did actually make extra crepe because I didn't know how good I'd be at making them. I didn't want to have to make the batter twice, so I made double batter. And I don't know. I should have I should have probably done something with it that I never did. Yeah. Like wrap the peaches up in it and put a little mm. whipped cream on there. Although the peach, the peach didn't need any help. No. That, those peaches were great. Yeah. So I would make that again. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if I want to look classy, <laughs> which I want to every once in a while. Well, sure. Okay. So let's move on to next to next week's meal. We are still using historical emails provided by the fine folks at Serious Eats, but we only have one more after this. So we should dun, all... Dun, dun, Yeah, I'm going to have to start... T- I'm going to have to learn how to use Twitter and tweet at Kenji because he tweets a lot. Okay. Okay. So, let's go. All right. And if you remember the rules, it's a pressure luck game. You pick one and only one recipe to make. And once you pass on it, it's gone forever. So, if you don't pick a recipe before Friday, you're stuck with Friday's recipe. Here we go. Monday. Quick broiled shrimp with harissa and beer. Shrimp and butter are a classic combo, but the additions of hoppy beer paired with a class with a spicy harissa pack, this simple I'm sorry, let me start that over. Shrimp and butter are a classic combo, but the additions of a hoppy beer paired with a spicy harissa pack this simple dish with flavor. You won't even need a plate for this one. Just dig right into the pan. Yay for less dishes. <laughs> Well, it looks pretty yummy. All I see is shrimp, messy-looking shrimp on a foil-lined pan and some French bread. Hmm. I mean, most of that is intriguing to me, um, but I've only had spicy harissa once. What is harissa? It's the... It's Indian, right? Am I thinking of the right thing? I don't know. Okay. If I'm thinking of the right thing, it's an Indian dish. Well, I have a friend, um, Marissa. It's kind of spelled the same. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, if I'm thinking of the right thing, which I may not be, I freely admit that, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. And, and if I can go off on a very short rant here, sure. can we quit making all the beers so hoppy? I'm sick to death of these <laughs> beers that taste like I'm stuffing a flower garden in my mouth. Jesus. Okay. Um, okay. So Don't I'm take gonna... the Lord's name in vain, dear. <clears throat> Sorry. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, for those two reasons, I would actually pass on this, even though I really like shrimp and bu- and they're right that shrimp and butter are always delicious. All right, moving on. Tuesday. One pan sausage. I'm sorry. One pan chicken sausage and Brussels sprouts. Who wants to juggle three pans on this stove for a hearty evening meal? This crispy chicken and sausage disc dish bakes in a single skillet on a bed of Brussels sprouts until everything is deeply browned and delicious. Looking at the picture, this is a, this is a winter meal. First of all, hmm. second of all, I don't mind Brussels sprouts. I, you are not quite. Y- yeah, you're not <clears throat> Brussels sprouts ready yet. No. But mostly this is a summer. I mean, it's 100 degrees here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a pass then. Although I am fixing to make um, pizza that will heat up the oven the same amount. So I'm a hypocrite. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then we're moving on to Wednesday. Wednesday. This is another repeat of a recipe we've seen before. Spanish pasta salad with chorizo, piquillo peppers, and pickled onions. Most pasta salad is a crime against good taste, but not this one. Crispy chorizo, sautéed garlic, roasted piquillo peppers, and plenty of fresh parsley and lemon zest make a pasta salad that you'll actually want to eat. Dot, dot, dot. A lot. Hmm. Well, it doesn't sound terrible, but I don't know. I'm still just, I mean, pasta salad to me is one of those things that just kind of takes up space on the plate, right? I've had, I mean, I've had some that was fine that I didn't mind eating, but I still don't ever think of it as something like I'd actually like, ooh, you know what I want? But maybe it's because you haven't had this one. You true. like stuff with lemon. I do like stuff with lemon. That is true. And you don't know what's coming next. I was about to say we're Wednesday, right? Yeah, we haven't hit the vegan meal yet. <clears throat> Just saying. <sighs> I I think I'd still vote to pass here and, okay. vote and roll the dice. What do you think? I think I would probably pick this one because I don't know what's coming up next, and I don't want to. I don't want to risk it. But if you want to risk it, sweetheart, you've been right about twenty three years worth of stuff. So and you Aww. make me coffee every day, so we can move forward. All right, let's risk it. Okay, Thursday, Tuscan. Ribolito with summer vegetables. Every summer we find ourselves with more vegetables than we know what to do with. The solution? An Italian soup called ribolita. Actually, it's an Italian stew. Or actually an Italian pancake. It's all three of those things depending on how long you cook it. It depends on what you're in the mood for tonight. I have questions. What kind of stew do you have today? <laughs> That's not my question. Oh, okay. What you now you you eschew soup in the summertime. Typically, yes. Yes. I'm just pointing that part out. It yes. looks I see green. I don't I cannot identify the food in here. It looks like a little I can't identify it. I mean it doesn't look unpleasant to eat, but it does look like a bit of a summer or a wintry meal with I, summer vegetables. Well, I would try it. Italian has hardly ever done us wrong. That's true. Hmm. 
I'm a little fascinated by the pancake aspect of it. Yeah, I was about to say. What do you think? You want to roll the dice on that, or do you want to see what Friday brings us? Uh, I'm torn. We we keep saying we want to eat more vegetables. It's true. You like you don't like the texture of broccoli, but one of your favorite soups is that broccoli soup we yes, got from Cooks Illustrated. That is absolutely true. God, that soup's good. Yeah, it is. When it's not a thousand degrees outside, we'll make it. <laughs> well, yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? We haven't uh, we haven't pushed ourselves on the veggie front in a while. Maybe maybe this is a good opportunity. Okay. All right, we'll take it. Okay, I'll also learn how to pronounce that word. <laughs> Ribolita? I don't know. We'll figure it out. That sounds fairly Italian. Okay, moving on. All right, for those of you who held out to the end, Friday. Pan-seared duck breast. Cooking duck breast at home is easy as one, two, three. First, score the skin so the fat can quickly render away. Second, cook it low and slow for tender meat and a crispy skin. Third, use the tasty brown bits that develop during cooking to make a quick pan sauce to top it all off. I've never actually had duck. I just, duck's another thing. I think I've only had it once. But I don't like the thought of, is it poultry or game bird being so pink? That just makes me... Yeah. Duck, I, I don't... chickens, I kind of lump them together. It kind of skews me out. But, yeah. you know, who knows what I'm missing out on. I certainly like the thought of, you know, killing and eating ducks because they're horrible creatures. Ducks are horrible. They poop all over the pool. By the way, for any, anybody out there who watches How I Met Your Mother, they're totally wrong on the duck and rabbit episode. Okay. You know, I could go on and on about, I know way more about duck, certain duck practices than I should. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about them on, on this podcast. The weekend project is Brave Tart's homemade Oreos. So, do you think Stella Parks can teach us how to make Oreos? Did we try that? Once we did one? not. Okay, we, we did not try this recipe. Look pretty yummy. Hmm. We'll put that on the backboard. That'll be a someday thing. Okay. All right. I think we're done. We're okay. gonna make uh, Tuscan ribolita with summer vegetables. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you pick. You can find a link to the survey in the episode notes. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye!